what is going down, ladies and gentlemen? This is Mike from the Comic Boogies Podcast. Welcome to episode 124, a very, very special episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to us live on YouTube and Twitch. And wherever you're tuning in, uh, tomorrow morning is Thursday morning, um, the beginning of the NFL season. So welcome, Sean, and our buddy. You may know him as the ghetto Adam Schefter, but we know him as a member of the League of Mediocre Douchebags Fantasy Football League, our good friend of the show, Russell Takeshta. Russell, how's it going, brother? It's going, man. Just trying to stay cool. I know, right? I know. <laughs> and it's not just the fires. It's the uh, actually hot out here in the valley. But um, It feels like a fire. I know. I know. I'm out here in the garage. I've been trying to air it out and get some cross breeze, you know, with two different doors open, but it is not working. Um, before we get into the NFL season and what we're going to actually get into tonight, Russell, um, I want to give a shout out to Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. They are our sponsor. Alex over there at the shop. They're open today. Obviously, it is nine o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. He is not open anymore, but Wednesdays, Fridays and Saturdays. Check him out for all your comic booking needs. Uh, Sean, what's up, dude? Haven't seen you obviously in two weeks. And, you know, uh, everything is good, bro. I think uh, to what Russell said, I'm trying to stay cool. But I mean, I'm in Hayworth. I can't imagine how hot it is for you guys right now. <laughs> yeah, I think we're getting like, what, 10 days or two weeks straight where it's at least like 100. I, I think the problem is how hot is it at night? Yeah, I mean can't can't well, seem to stay cool I mean, when, 73 but yeah my house is i think we're at 75 right now so i think yeah <laughs> How i'm more right of now, the uh, I'm, I'm more of the strict like hey we you know if we don't need it just take off and uh, just take off a layer of clothing or whatever <laughs> let's get solar mike we do we do have solar we have solar so so then if we have solar you just tell me hey well then don't worry about it <laughs> just run it all exactly. day you know um but man, so uh, fans, hope you know that this is the last week that we will be. Actually, this is our, you know, going forward now, we're going to be on live every week. Uh, just changed jobs about five or six weeks ago. So I wanted to give myself time to kind of acclimate to the schedule. So we took every other week off for the past six weeks. Um, now we will be every Wednesday and then, uh, so every other Wednesday and Tuesday. So just kind of depending on depending on my schedules. So this week we're on Wednesday, next week we're on Tuesdays, and vice versa. But don't worry, we're back to every week now, giving you weekly previews of the NFL. Uh, kind of like a you know Tuesday morning quarterback, so to speak. Not really a Monday morning quarterback, but yeah. So uh, yeah, Happy New Year, fellas. It's the NFL season. Uh, if you're listening to this tomorrow morning, which I hope you are, then you will be tuning into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys as we ring off the 2021 season. Um, let's get into it first. So um, first of all, Aaron, what's going on? Hope you uh, are uh, seated. And, uh, you know, for this next segment, we're going to be talking about the NFL for a long time. So um, what are you guys excited for most? I mean, like, let's before we go division by division, you know, what are you excited for most besides just, oh, it's been since February, you know? Just waking up tomorrow, bro, knowing we got football. I think I was excited last week doing our draft, our fantasy football draft. That's mm-hmm. when it kind of like, okay, now football season is really right around the corner. And, hey, we get Russell on our NFL preview show. This is arguably my favorite show of the season. So, hey, I'm super excited, man. Definitely pick your guys' brains. Both our teams, you know, we're looking pretty healthy. We got through preseason injury-free. So, hopefully, we both have good seasons for sure. Yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just excited, man, to finally get some football with, with some, with some fans, with some fans in the stands. I didn't think it, you know, the fans did anything 
but you know, as far as just bringing the energy, because last year was it was weird to watch football with nobody in the stands in there, doing all these chants over the um, the you know the intercoms and stuff. It was just kind of weird, yeah. But I'm just excited to have the game back. You know, that's this 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 is my pride and joy. You know, with my history of coaching and playing and. So, yeah, this is the most exciting time other than, you know, the birthdays and the the Christmas time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Well, we're always happy to have you on, dude. So, um, everyone, uh, to to ring off the new year, I don't know if you guys have drinks, but I sure as hell do. Just a light, you know, keeping the girls' figure Coors Light. Everyone crack open. (laughs) But happy new year. Russell, thank you so much for having – for coming on the show again. So. Um, where it. do you guys want to? Where do you guys want to start first? You guys want to start? Uh, let's start just start in the in NFC. Let's, we'll start in the West. So we'll do the Western. So we'll do the two Wests, and then we'll move North, South, and then we'll finish East. So let's talk about the NFC West. Um, I've been hearing conflicting reports all summer long. Of you know, I've been seeing rankings as high as the 49ers if they're healthy, they're going Super Bowl. And then they make this trade with Goff and Stafford, and all of a sudden, like, how is LA now the favorites to win the division when I see no difference in in you know Goff and Stafford, and you know, and and also you have Seattle. You know, and then Arizona's right there too. So I've seen a an expert, so to speak, on ESPN, NFL.com all summer long. I've seen at least one pick, you know, a different division winner, whether it be Arizona, San Francisco, Seattle, or the Rams. So what are you guys looking forward to? I'll give the Niner fans the floor first. Oh man, I mean I'd be pretty quick. There's a reason why it's going to be the hardest division in football. I mean, the pro analysts, they're picking one of each team, which is well-deserved. I mean, I guess Russell will probably allude to it. we got to have the bias being Niner fans. But I think it also goes into how good I think our team really is. We drafted well. The offseason's good. Bosa coming back from injury. D4 coming back from injury. Hopefully a healthy Garoppolo. I mean, I don't know. I'm like you. I mean, I think Stafford is a little bit better then golf the rams will definitely take a boost in my opinion there's no doubt about that arizona is just going to get better as kyler gets more experience with hopkins uh seattle's going to seattle i mean you know what you're going to get out of seattle uh, i definitely worry about their offensive line how good their defense is these days i gotta go with the niners yeah i mean probably everyone in the world i'm a typical niner fan but you know i'm that analyst that thinks healthy will other than Tampa and the NFC, I don't think there's one team that can compete with us for healthy. I really don't. I say that beyond confidently. I think our defense is superb. I think our running game could be the best in the NFL. And I think we have probably the best second-year rookie, you know, and Brandon Ayuk, who can take a boost into being, you know, a possible Pro Bowl receiver next to Kittle, you know, at tight end. So we'll see, man. A lot of hopes and dreams. So, Russell, what's up, man? Yeah, I mean – this this division, we're just gonna beat each other up. You know what I mean? This is <laughs> pretty much this is what's gonna happen, man. And like we're gonna beat each other up. Everybody's you know, can go one and one or whatever. <clears throat> I mean, as far as our, our team, the defensive line on our team I think is the deepest position um that we can possibly have, you know. Uh we have guys that we're starting on other teams that are buried in our on our depth chart, you know. Like Kerr, Kerr and all that good stuff. You know, he's a great defensive lineman. That was an ad that nobody's talking about. You got that dude Barnett. He's fit defensive, you know, lineman on the roster. And he, we're just going to keep coming, man. It's going to be a nice rotation, keep everybody fresh. Um, you know, the only thing that kind of worries me about our defense is um, 
outside of Warner. You know, Greenlaw's cool. We have a question mark at the other linebacker spot. Um, our DBs will be solid if they can stay healthy. That's the problem. We don't got much depth there. I mean, the rookie, Larimore, is cool. But the other rookie, for me, I don't know if he should have really made that team, but we just didn't really have anybody else. You know what I mean? I mean, Josh Norman is going to come in and teach some guys some stuff. And, <clears throat> you know, he's there for, for mentorship. He's like taking the Richard Sherman position. I think he actually has a little bit more football in him than Richard Sherman does. He played about 500 snaps last year. So he's he's there to, you know, do some, do some good work. Um, the only team I'm really, you know, I think I like Stafford. You know what I mean? So I think Stafford's going to be a big, big boost from Jared Goff. Um, he, he gives him a little bit more athleticism. He has the big arm. They could utilize these receivers a little bit better than what Goff could. Um, Kyler Murray, I think he's good, <clears throat> but the receivers, I mean, Hopkins is cool, but other than that, they got an older A.J. Green that I don't know how much he's going to contribute. Kirk is cool, but he's like hit or miss. <clears throat> and then Seattle's, I mean, I always think Seattle's always going to be solid no, no matter who they got. I mean, they haven't had an offensive line in 10 years, and they still a pretty dominant team. Their defense is, you know, questionable, but they always seem to kind of come through and win some games. It's just, I have to give it to Russ as much as I don't like the Seattle Seahawks, but I mean, like I said, I mean, a lot of people are like, well, the Packers here, the Packers this, the Packers that. Um, I know we're in the West, but um, the Niners have the Packers number. You know, even when you have no players, I mean, we're like our fifth receiver, one off for like almost 200 yards last year with the backup quarterback. Like, their defense didn't get much better. So, you know, it's either going to be the Niners or the Rams, I think, coming out of the West. I don't, I mean, I think with the Rams too, it's it's they spent so much money, so much money on like you know a handful of players that I think the defense is actually going to take a step backwards. You know, you see on all these fantasy football drafts that you know, yeah, they're going to get a lot of points, you know, sacks and everything. They're going to get to the quarterback, but they're also going to be giving up a lot of points. And I think San Francisco, that offense can score a lot of points too. Obviously, with health, you know, concerns last year, but with, if they get the running game going like they did two seasons ago, I see like a maybe you know close to a mirror I- image season um, as far as the 49ers season, you know, as far as them getting to like out of the West and then make a nice run in the playoffs. I'm rooting Sherman's for. Ky- gonna, I think Sermon's going to be a huge addition. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives us some insurance. As he's like, I wouldn't say he's elite, but he's. He's up there, man, because he, he's a big, he's got some hands, got some speed. So I think he's an upgrade from Wilson, even though I like Wilson. Yeah, I, and I'm, I'm rooting for Kyler, too, because I drafted him in the fantasy. So, you know, <laughs> I have, you know, if I have to root for a team, I guess I root for the Cardinals, you know, which with Kyler. But, I mean, that's just going to be a really interesting division. You know, you go to, to other divisions and it's like, ah, Detroit's trash. Or Jacksonville is still not going to be good. Who knows about Houston? And then you have like the Giants and you know other teams. Like you can always have a team like Denver and, and Las Vegas in the West. You know they're not. You know, but that division, top to bottom, is like they can get at least second place in every other division. It's crazy. At least. At least. So it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a really great division. Um, fans, we'd like to hear from you guys. Uh, Aaron thinks it's Niners, Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks. I could see that too. Like I'm saying, you know, I, I think if you just kind of roll a dice or pick numbers out of a hat, anything looks you, right. Yeah. A- anything can happen, you know. So, um, this can be really interesting to see. So I think we have a unanimous decision on our pick for the season. We're gonna take the 49ers. Uh, can you give like a maybe 
uh, a record. Remember, it's 17 games this year. So can you give me like a you know a record that we can go off of? Maybe write that down wins. and come back to it. 11 or 12 wins. 11 yeah. or 12 wins. It's 11 and six. 11 and six. 12 and five. Yeah, I think that's healthy. That's very feasible. Yeah. And then what about their strength of schedule? How how is it this year? Like who are they playing fourth, in like the NFC? Fourth or fifth weakest. Oh, this okay. Well, that helps. Long time, first time in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Our our teams always get the shaft. We always get at least top five to top ten hardest schedules like every single year. So, um, and of course, like with Tom Brady, the Patriots always just get easy schedules. And sure enough, the one year he goes to Tampa Bay, he then gets the uh, you know, one of the easier schedules. And the Patriots mm-hmm. get like the hardest schedule last year. <laughs> it was crazy. As soon as he leaves. Um, okay, so staying in the West, let's go to the AFC West. Um, I it, this might be a unanimous decision again. Uh, the, you know, another team might make some noise with Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers. There's Russell's um, pick right there. I can see uh, it on his face. <laughs> my, um, I'm I'm the Raiders apologist with Mark. Um, oh, by the way, Mark's not here this week. He will be here next week. So don't worry, folks. Don't worry, all of you Mark Fagundes fans out there. Um, but the Raiders are a team that you know. They're getting older on the defensive side, and I hope they're getting better. You know, they signed you know, like KJ Ride. They you know signed a few guys like over the off season to help too. out. So I mean, I can see anywhere from like I can see them going like if they have those games where they just totally completely crap the bed and just lose to someone like you know like the Chargers or the Broncos at home. You know, when they're up twenty four in the third quarter, I can see them going like six and eleven. But then on the other side of it, I can see them playing in some of those games where they beat Kansas City last year and they can go eleven and six. You know, it's I'm going to go somewhere in the middle. I'm going to go like nine wins and like miss the playoffs, you know, be like one of the first couple teams to go. You know, I don't know. I could see second place or I can see last. I don't you know, it's it could be anything. This is the season where I think the Raiders have to, I mean, get over 500. That's, I think, already going to be a goal. Uh, That nine wins, I think, is everything goes right. I mean, you know, they got. God, who is their defensive coach now? Is it Gus Bradley? Uh, who do they? Yeah, uh, they got Gus yeah, Bradley, yeah. defensive coordinator, good defensive coordinator. I think he plays like a really simple defense, which is effective. Good for the young cornerbacks. Uh, Carr, I mean, this is kind of—I don't know how many more chances you can get. Like this is like I think the season. You guys added uh, Kenyon Drake, another weapon. I know you guys have Brian Edwards, a big upcoming star. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, there's some weapons there. We obviously know how important Waller is to that offense. Uh, you know, the Chiefs, they're going to be the Chiefs. The Chargers, I am with Russ. I don't know if they're going to take the division, in my opinion. But, I mean, they're close. I, I think they're a great football team if they're healthy. So, I mean. I mean, I Ruggs has to make a huge leap. Like, Ruggs has to be at the end of the season. You have to call him, like, a top 20 receiver, you know, or I'm done already. I know it's two years. I'm, you know, stop being impatient. But, man, he's such such a, uh, a bust first year. He needs to step it up this year to for me, sure. To me, it's hard. Like, yeah, I'm with you on that because I know they drafted him so high. And, you know, you draft a receiver that high. I want to see the Megatron impact the Fitzgerald like that that's going to be a number one receiver I can't look and say damn Ruggs is going to be a top 10 receiver at one point in his career he he just doesn't look like he's going to be like I don't know if it's the way he's going to be used I don't know what it is but I don't know hopefully somebody steps up on that offense other than Waller and obviously the running back by committee because they do have some damn good running backs but I don't know if it's going to be Ruggs you guys have Ruggs Brian Edwards you guys had John Brown I think you guys cut him and then uh, what's his name? Um, Renfro. Renfro. 
Renf- hey, Renfro, hey, man, he was deep Probably. frying, I guess. Uh, what's his name? The cornerback from the Ranch. Ramsey. That's right. <laughs> so I saw that. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, how's that going to translate to the season? Nothing. I mean, the Raiders, man, I mean, I don't think anything has to do with their cars play. They kind of had 26 yeah. touchdowns and less than 10 interceptions or something. It's, it's the fact that he has no reliable receivers other than Waller. Uh, Ruggs needs to get some more size on him because well, he's like Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is jacked. He's nowhere near what Suggs is. Suggs needs to learn how to run some routes and learn how to not just be a vertical threat. Edwards, if he can stay healthy, he'll be kind of like a Dem- Demarius Thomas kind of player. Not a lot of speed, but got a lot of size. Um, I love I love Drake as a as a changeup. He's a great back to me. I think that Arizona uh, went to bed when they didn't re-sign him. Um, but <clears throat> I mean, their defense—they signed AJ Wright. Is it just a solid veteran? You got Perryman from the Chargers. Mm-hmm. He's a solid, solid player. That was a good pickup. And I mean. Just their defensive line is they need for Pharrell to to get at least five to seven sacks. That's, you can't yeah. do this. You can't just stop the run and be a first round player. It's not gonna work. If he has a, a you know a leap in sack numbers you know, with Crosby and then the new guy, uh, the new pass rusher, um, I think they're gonna be solid, man. I think you know nine ten wins is is feasible. Um, I just really think that KC hasn't gotten any better than they have in the last couple of years. I think they kind of plateaued their defense. I think they lost a couple of players um, at corner. I just really think if the Chargers stay healthy and they can keep Durrell and James on the field, you know, Keenan Allen continues to play. They need Mike Williams to start stepping up. They, he gets way too much props for not, for not doing much. And, you know, Eckler stay healthy and they got, you know, uh, I think Justin James. I think his name. Jackson at the backfield. Yep. He's solid. You know, I think Herbert's play is matches. You know, he's not Mahomes, but he's got the ability to be a player like that. And you know, the Broncos—they're going to be in games because they're going to run the ball and they're going to play good defense. You know, they're not going to ask Bridgewater to do too too much. You know, so I mean, I think this division is super solid. I'm going to go on the limb and say the Chargers going to win this division now with like 12 wins. I like wow. it. Nice. And then right now, so I'm just letting you know. So I uh, just right now pulled up the odds. It's going to be close. I mean, they say the Arizona Cardinals are going to finish last. and It's going to be close. They have the 49ers. I'm looking on uh, DraftKings, actually. So plus 180 for the 49ers, plus 190 for the Rams. So right there. And then a plus 275 for the Seahawks. And then down at the bottom is plus 650 for the Cardinals. Uh, Russell, you'd be getting some great value with the Chargers. You got minus 250 with the Chiefs and a plus 450 for the Chargers. Ooh. And DraftKings does and Vegas does not like their hometown team plus 600 for the Broncos and plus 2200 for the Raiders to win the AFC West. They think the Broncos are going to be they better did. than the Raiders. That really? That's, that yeah. baffles me. I've been seeing that. I've been seeing things too. I honestly think they're going to finish third, you know, right behind those two and right and, and right above the Broncos. But I don't know. Looking at that number, Jesus, so plus 600 and drops completely down to 2200. Oh my That's God. Crazy. I'm not looking they forward to the like season at all. Games. They haven't won in like four games. 
Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, so let's go ahead and give um, the pick for the division. So you, so Russell's going with the Chargers. I'm going to stick with the Chiefs to repeat as division champion. So, so two to one right there. Put on the board. We will revisit this at the end of the season, going into the playoffs. All right, guys. Uh, going up to the north, we're going to the uh, NFC North. Where we have, let's just give some numbers out first. The Green Bay Packers are minus 160. The Vikings plus 250. The Chicago Bears plus 550. And if you want some great value, folks, you can get the Detroit Lions at plus 2,800 to win this division. Uh, fellas, what say you about the NFC North? Packers, pack attack. I mean, I, I do like Minnesota, but with Kirk Cousins there, I, I think anything can happen. <laughs> if they were just to simplify that defense and run and pound with Dalvin, pop over the top to Justin Jefferson, I mean, Still you, put right, you put the right – oh, Dylan, that's another – exactly, another good weapon. Exactly. If you just put the right quarterback there, and forget the fantasy numbers, forget any stats that people give to me, because I know he has those monster games and he has those what-the-hell-are-you-doing games. And I don't know. I think Kirk Cousins is going to be the biggest question mark on that team. Aaron Rodgers is going to Aaron Rodgers this year. I think it's just one of those seasons where he kind of didn't get his way, so he's going to kind of just you know, got his boy Randall Cobb back. I'm not saying he's a freaking superstar, but... You keep Aaron happy, I think he's going to go off in that team. And yeah, Packers, I think Vikings right behind him. I just, yeah, Bears and Lions. <laughs> just to the go Bears, back Bears. to, just to go back to the chat real quick. Uh, Aaron was saying that Yannick, uh, I think that's Yannick. Um, oh, yes. Uh, Umbiche uh, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, on the yep. defensive line. And then they have uh, Gerald McCoy, one of my favorite players in the whole NFL because his man cave is comic <laughs> awesome. booked out from a couple years ago on on uh, on Hard Knocks. He has a like, life-size statue of Batman. Uh, one of my life's new life stream is to meet Gerald McCoy. <laughs> He's not, Gerald McCoy is not Gerald McCoy, what people are thinking. He's been cut by like four teams. Hey, you know what? He's on my team now. <laughs> he's on my he's on, team now. He's on the comic bookies team now. <laughs> I, I will say that I hope the Bears do start Justin Fields sooner than later. And that's you just think so? The, oh, I hope so. I mean, that's going to yeah. be their best chance of winning. So, I mean, I'll say that'll probably put a couple wins on the board. But until then, I'm still going Packers and Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Packers are going to be the Packers. They don't got much defense. They have the, the two ends. But outside of that, they don't really have anybody super, super that scares me in any way. Um, you know, Devontae is going to go off. Aaron Jones is going to go off. <clears throat> you know, they got the big boy uh, backup running back that's going to do his Dylan, thing. Yep. Dylan, you know, they're going to be solid. I mean, let me just give you a stat. I know you said don't give you stats about Cousins. He's one of five players to have six consecutive seasons with more than 25 touchdowns. Wow. And I'm, not, I'm not denying it. Trust. And that's why I said he's like, no, he's a good fantasy quarterback. <laughs> I'll keep him at that. He's a good he just fantasy doesn't do it, quarterback. He doesn't do it at the right time. I got you. Yes. Yeah, true. And then and that's probably also a couple seasons with Diggs, too. So, But now he has Justin Jefferson. So, oh, so we'll see. He's better than Diggs at this point. Really? Well, it, yeah. I mean, at this point, his career. That's true. He's only in his second year. You're welcome, by the way, for Justin Jefferson. Thanks for uh, Ch- Chase Claypool <laughs> last year in that one-over-one trade. Um, oh, anyways, uh, I've learned about the Packers. I don't know he wants to trade with me. 
Oh God! I've learned about the Packers that do not take anybody but like the number one and one uh, number one running back and number one receiver on that team. No one in fantasy don't pick anybody up that you think is going to play good because it's consistently the you know Devonte Adams, consistently Aaron Jones, and everybody else gets sprinkled a little bit here. So week one will be their number two receiver, then week two will be their tight end. You know, it's like it's such a crapshoot with Aaron Rodgers, but it's going to be interesting to see how he plays this year with a chip on his shoulder, you know, all that, you know, he had a bunch of hate, you know, not just on social media, but like the regular media with him not wanting to sign and what he's been saying behind closed doors and not so closed doors. So, so, I mean, we'll see how he plays. We'll see if he plays with a little bit of anger and um, yeah, I mean, I see them winning the division, but we'll, we'll see where his mentality goes into the playoffs too and see if he can make that final push. Cause his, uh, he's getting up there in numbers and, uh, you know, another stat for you, I think he's only had one top 10 or top eight defensive, uh, his whole career. And that one year they won the Super Bowl. So if they can play some defense, then Aaron Rodgers is going to do very, really well, not in the regular season, but also in the playoffs. So, so, uh, final pick or, uh, I'm, I'm going Packers back. Go back. All right. Go pack. Go. So the AFC North is, uh, you know, I, I like to see these numbers. I, I like to see these numbers because I finally like to see that the Steelers, they don't like the Steelers. I, oh, my God. I, I love it. Big Ben's getting older. You know, they have a bunch of weapons, obviously, a bunch of weapons. Shout out Antioch, California with Najee Harris coming out of the Crimson Tide in Alabama. Hey. Roll Tide. But they got Baltimore Ravens at a plus 110, Cleveland Browns at a close plus 155, and then it drops to a plus 500 with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals plus 2,500, even though they have some good receivers on that team as well. Uh, what's uh, What do you guys say about the AFC North? I won't say this is one of the hardest divisions. It is competitive, I, especially, you know, with the Browns being young, a lot of superstars uh, for weapons, uh, Chase, Taj, you know, boy, Tyler Boyd, Mixon, T. Higgins, and if Brogue stay healthy, I mean, they could be, I think, a little surprise team that can, you know, definitely play some spoiler along the way. Pittsburgh, I don't think is a team they used to be. I'm liking Cleveland, man. If they could just simplify that offense for – uh gosh the quarterback's name uh, uh Mayfield. Baker. Baker. And, and j- just pound the ball pound the ball work off the play action you have receivers that you know you can't really stack the box with odz you got jarvis you know you got people's jones you got austin hooper and you got a Baker. solid defense I, I mean that team i i think they can push you know buffalo and the chiefs down the road against that afc championship game I know they got far last year, and I think they could do it again if they just keep, you know, keeping it simple on offense. Because I mean, you got Kareem Hunt, another great running back. There's no reason why, you know, you should be passing the ball 25 to 30 times a game. There's no reason for it. So I mean, Baltimore, uh, you know, I have the thing about the primary running quarterback with Lamar. He'll get on, get his stats. They'll have some wins. But I like Cleveland a lot, man. Um, I mean, th- there's a reason why it's so close. I mean, Cleveland's, I don't know. I just think that Cleveland's going to Cleveland. Like <laughs> There it is every like until, year. Like until it happens, <laughs> until it happens, I just can't, I, I, don't, I can't do it. it. Every year. I, yeah, Cleveland's going to Cleveland somehow. Last year was Odell Beckham Jr. getting hurt for the season. Um, it's, you know, I, I would still take Baltimore. I still think that they're, they're a more consistent team. They've been there. I think Lamar Jackson's hopefully going to have a better season, not just fantasy, but, you know, <laughs> you know, actually, you know, playing better as an actual quarterback, quarterback, you know? So, so we'll see. Um, hot take by Aaron real quick. Lamar Jackson will win the MVP this season. 
based off of Aaron. 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 Aaron likes himself some Lamar Jackson for sure. All right. So, Russell, what do you say about the AFC North? I'm jumping on the Cleveland bandwagon, bro. Uh, they got a solid offense. They got a, one of the best offensive lines. Um, I'm a Baker fan. And then they put a lot of key pieces on that defense. Um, you know, Garrett, they got the other. Um, Clowney. Clowney. He doesn't put up a lot of stats, but I think he'll he'll help just push the pocket. Um, I like Cleveland to win that one. I don't think you can win any championships or the division if your quarterback can't throw the ball. Lamar Jackson's a hell of an athlete, but he can't throw the ball. He's exposed. He's done. He has no receivers. He has Sammy Watkins and Hollywood. Big deal. Um, with no, really no running game. Gus Edwards, I mean, he averages like three yards a carry. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that, that one, Pittsburgh, they got some offense, but they don't have no defense other than, you know, Watt. You know, and Watt's holding out because he wants more uh, more money. So, there's yeah. that. And, 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 and um, you know, how long is Big Ben going to stay healthy, too, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's a ticking time healthy. bomb every year. So I like I like Cincinnati's youth. They got some they got some key players on defense. They just need to put together. You know what I mean? So Cincinnati will come in third. I think Pittsburgh will come in last. I'm with you on that. I do not have I do not have Cincinnati coming to last. If they stay healthy, they will not come in last place this year in their division. I agree with that. Nice. Okay. Okay. That's something to keep track of right there. Will Pittsburgh get last place in the AFC North? So I think uh, I'm in the minority this time. I'm taking Baltimore, uh, and you two are taking Cleveland. So we'll put that on the board, and we'll revisit that at a later date. All right, coming down all the way south, let's go to the NFC South, where the reigning champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady, uh, being the first team since the 1976 Oakland Raiders to return all 22 starters. Uh, Now – Sean, your boy Steve Mariucci, former head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, today on NFL Network was mentioning that he had talked to John Madden, and what they had was the next season, why they didn't even win the division in 1977, major injuries all around. Two or three wide receivers, a couple guys in the back in the um, in the secondary on the offensive line, defensive line, what so they had key injuries to prevent them from even getting uh, winning the division. So that could happen this year. Who knows? The bug may get him, but this is the first time since the 70s that a team has returned all 22 stars after winning the damn Super Bowl. So uh, prove me wrong, guys. Like minus 200 for the uh, Buccaneers, plus 350 for the Saints, plus 900 for the Falcons, and plus 900 also for the Panthers. So convince me otherwise that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers aren't coming out of the South with another division championship. 22 returning starters, including... I mean, I don't want to say the GOAT, but I mean, goddamn, he's proven time and time again he's Tom Brady. And you added Giovanni Bernard, who I think is going to be huge in that offense. And you have a clear-headed Antonio Brown, not just coming in during midseason last year. Actually, hey, a full camp. When I hear he's tearing it up in camp. I think who's going to win the divisions, not the question, is who's going to come in second place. Because, I mean, like I said, Tampa, I mean, I have Tampa and Niners in the NFC Championship. I think those teams are far superior than all the other teams in the NFC. Tampa obviously may have the edge, the defending champs. They might as well be the Super Bowl favorite. I mean, why not? I'm going to go out on the limb that my second place team in this division is the Carolina Panthers. All right. I really, really like this team. I love me some Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. And I love that rookie receiver they got. Uh, his first name starts with the T. I can't even think what the hell it is. 
Uh, I think Sam Darnold is going to be just spraying that ball around. And, oh, yeah, I got Christian McCaffrey and a pretty damn good defense. I think they had, like, four starters that were rookies last year, and they're returning. They're going to have another year of experience. So, I don't know. I'm pretty big on Carolina. I can see them getting to about an eight- or nine-win season. Uh, Atlanta, I think, is obviously on the way back. You know, they lost Julio. They don't have much of a defense. Their running game is going to struggle, considering Mike Davis is their number one running back. The Saints got crab legs at quarterback. I think I've said enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that they should be up there as far as, you know, division, you know, division odds whatsoever. Uh, Russell and Sean, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just under the Kansas City Chiefs at a plus 600 to win the Super Bowl. So they actually have a rematch as far as right now before the season starts, Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Russell, what do you say about the uh, NFC South? I mean, I'm not even going to talk about the Bucks. I think, you know, their defense is good, fast, offense is good. I think Antonio Brown's their best receiver still. He's healthy. He led them in receiving at the last half of the season. I know, Mike, you don't like A.B., but sorry. <laughs> okay. um, but the Saints, I'm a, I'm a Jameis fan. It, you, you have to have talent to throw 5,000 yards with 30 touchdowns. I know you had 30 picks, but the man got LASIK since then, and he's – and he got smarter. I think, you know, him being on the bench has helped him a lot. Carolina, I, I think they're going to be solid. I, I think they need a couple more pieces. And Atlanta just needs to, they're in the rebuild. So Atlanta's going to win like, they're going to get the number one pick probably. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm not trying to compare the two because believe me, I'm not. But like, say, you know, talk about Dan Marino. It, you know, people say, oh, like, what if Dan Marino played in the, in this league today? He'd be throwing 60 touchdowns and 7,000 yards. But then again, he threw a lot of picks back in the seven in the 80s, so he would have th- also thrown a lot of picks today too. So, you know, if Dan Marino was doing the same thing as Jameis Winston was, then you know, what would they, you know, you know, what I'm saying. So, I'm not trying to compare the two as far as quality of quarterbacks, but you know, there's plenty of other guys who were slinging it back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s who Definitely. would have thrown a bunch of picks now as well. So, we'll see how he does. He's one of the top 32 quarterbacks in the league. He's got a starting job for a reason, you know, so let's see what happens down in the bayou. The Saints have no receivers, though. Sorry, I had to put that in there. I mean, even when Mike Thomas comes back, he doesn't (laughs) want to play for them anyway. So, you know, but they're going to – I think Sean Payton is a great coach, so they'll figure it out. But, yeah, it's it's Tampa Bay's division to lose by far. Unanimous, Tampa. Yeah, I think I'm 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 picking Tampa. I won't pick Tampa for the Super Bowl, but I'll pick Tampa for the uh division. So let's go down to the AFC South, where we have the Tennessee Titans at a minus one fifteen, the Indianapolis Colts at a plus one fifty, Jacksonville with a new head coach and new quarterback at plus six fifty, and the Houston Texans. Houston catching cases Texans at a plus three thousand. What do you guys say about the AFC South? It's going to be a good division. It's going to be a good little uh, good little battle this year, just like last year. This might be the hardest division for me to pick, and it only comes down to two teams, Tennessee and Indianapolis. I'm a huge, huge, huge Tennessee fan with what they've done. I think Tannehill's kind of proved me wrong. You have wide receiver, converted quarterback, went to Miami. I'm like, this guy's a bum. But ever since he's come to Tennessee, if you look at – you know, his statistics, he's been a top three to top five quarterback. He is pretty damn good. And, oh, yeah, I got Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and now Julio. You know, there's no reason why this team can't, you know, push you know, Kansas City and Buffalo, in my opinion, to be one of the top dogs out of the AFC. I mean, there's no reason not to. They're pretty damn good offensively and defensively. But you also got the Colts. Again, I'm a huge Carson Wentz fan. 
I know Jonathan Taylor's in his second year. Hopefully he goes out and has a good year. That team can stay healthy. I think they can be good. They have a great offensive line and great defense. I'm so torn. These two teams, I think, are uh, – I don't know who I would pick. <laughs> I have no idea. I like them both. Jacksonville and Houston, uh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Good luck in this division. I am not going to make two mistakes that I made last year. Last year, I made the mistake of picking the Colts to win the division. I think I picked the Colts to go to like the AFC Championship game too. Um, and I'm also going to, you know, uh, I'm going to change my opinion on Carson Wentz. I was, I was, I've been a huge fan since he came into the league. <laughs> you know, he played really well. The injury bug has unfortunately got to him. Uh, it's already got to him, you know, this offseason. So I don't have any faith in Carson Wentz. Even though they have one of the best offensive lines in the league, one you know a really really good defense, I am going to take the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to come back to the other uh, quarterback there in, in Tannehill, and I'm going to choose the Tennessee Titans to win the AFC South. It's going to be close, like Vegas thinks it's going to be close again. But yeah, I'm not making that same mistake as I did last year. It's not going to be close because Carson Wentz can't stay healthy. Neither can their two starting receivers. They got the running back. Their defense is solid, but we are Hilton's hurt already. Campbell's hurt already. Carson Wentz is hurt already. The only thing you got is a rookie quarterback and a running back and a good defense. I'm not saying that they can't win games, but it's not it's not even gonna be close. They're gonna be three games behind, two, three games behind Tennessee. Because we'll Tennessee can run the that, ball. Yeah. yeah. Tennessee got can run the ball, so they're good for the winter. You know, you got Julio if you can stay healthy, the hamstrings are are and get on by a thread. AJ Brown's a is a huge, huge, um, you know, threat. And uh, they, and Tannehill. If you look at Tannehill's stats in the last three seasons, they're some of them are better than Mahomes' stats. Better. He's crazy, dude. It's that's crazy, funny. That's funny too. You, you uh, Russell, you say about you know they're ready for the winter time as far as running the ball. That they're the only team that actually has to deal with the winter time because Houston and Indianapolis are indoors, and it's Florida. Florida's going to be Florida. You know, it's going to be probably 83 degrees and 90 percent humidity in in uh, November, December. That's pretty crazy. So that ain't stopping Derrick Henry though. But, oh, definitely but Henry, not. Henry, he started skipping 200 yard games right at the end of the season. Breaking when all the defense is already broken down. I mean, I don't think they're they're like right under KC. Even though I didn't pick KC to win their division, I think just the playoff type of football. KC's battle tested. Obviously, Tennessee's came up a little bit short the last couple of years, but I think they got the squad. They just their defense is just not that great though. I don't think you know. Yeah, if you and, like the Titans, if you like the Titans for the Super Bowl, they are 12th in the league at a plus 3,000. Same with the Chargers, and the same with the Saints at a plus 3,000. If you want that number now, actually, that's pretty good value. If you talk about how I think the Titans are better than Chargers and the Saints, so let's move on to the East, the final two divisions of the night. We have the NFC East, where we have um, Sean and Russell's favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys, at a plus 150. The Washington football team, one of 10 names to come next season. I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, plus 200. Then a plus 400 for the Giants and a plus 500 for the Eagles. So, Jesus Christ, who's going who's gonna to win this division? Plus 150 and the last place is a plus 500? Oh, God. Are they, they going to even have a, a winning record this year, <laughs> the division winner? Who's it going to be? I hope that, you know, no Niner fans are going to ever hear me say this, but how about them Cowboys? 
you know, I've been watching Hard Knocks, and it, I think it's another one of those teams. Exactly. If you stay healthy, I could see this easily being an 11, maybe even 12-win team. They've gotten better defensively. They also got a new defensive coordinator, the former coach of Atlanta. I can't think what his name is right now. Dan Quinn. Uh, or- Dan Quinn. Dan yeah. Quinn. And, I mean, you look at the rest of the division, uh, Eagles, Jalen Hurts. I know that's Aaron's guy, Jalen Hurts. And I think, you know, he'll be cool, exciting. Another, you know, new little toy for Philly to play with the running quarterback, but I don't know how far that's going to go. New York Giants, I mean, a hurt Saquon coming back off of the ACL. They added Galladay, but I just don't see them being a competitor. And Washington, I will say that I love the stat that, Every season that Fitzpatrick has been a starting quarterback, he's had at least one top 10 receiver statistically. So, I mean, something to look at, you know. Defensively, they're pretty solid. Antonio Gibson's good. Curtis Samuel got added. I know he's hurt, but, I mean, if he can get healthy, you know, they might be able to push a little bit. But I think it's a – They're going to get to the quarterback. They're going to make quarterbacks in that division, you know, Mm -hmm. very, very scared. So – it's going to be some good I, – I don't think – I think it's going to be as close as the stats and what the odds say it's going to be. I think I would take Dallas, but I would see them struggle against Washington this year. And even, you know, maybe even them beat up on each other. Like maybe even the Cowboys yep. lose one game to the Eagles, lose one game to the Giants, and everybody beat up each other. And again, like just like last season, it comes down to like the final week or two of the season to, you know – uh, you know, determine that division. But I would still take the Dallas Cowboys, especially if Dak Prescott stays healthy, especially with Dak Prescott. I mean, Amari Cooper, Zeke, CeeDee Lamb, they're all going to have better seasons if Dak is healthy, for sure. The offensive line is getting older, so you got to be careful of that one. And also, they're still expensive, too. So this is a, a definitely a year to make a push to not only win the division, but maybe kind of sneak their way into maybe an NFC championship game against the, uh, oh God, hopefully not the Bucks. <laughs> I mean, they got all the firepower. I'm, I'm still not sold on their defense, even with the, the young rookie. I think he's going to make a difference. Yeah. Um, I My pick for this division, is, I'm going on the limb. I'm going Washington because they're the only one with the defense. It's, yeah. It, oh, I hope it's Washington. Don't get me wrong. I hope so. And McLaren is, is, is a beast, bro. He has no number two receiver. Never had really a quarterback. He still puts up huge numbers. They got decent running backs, but their defense is stout, bro. They're they got a bunch of first round picks on the front the front line. They got some decent uh, linebackers, and then as a team, they play really really well. Um, yeah, I think the Eagles are actually going to finish last. I think I think uh, the Giants, if they can stay healthy and they can keep um, the quarterback upright, I think they can they can do pretty well. They got they got a lot of they got Devontae Booker's the back of running backs. So if Saquon's not ready. They're fine. I think Booker's a stud. Um, you know, they got the rookie Tony. They got um, you know, Shepard. They got they got some they got, they got a couple receivers, you know. They, they, they got a, they got a squad. But if Jones keeps turning over the ball, I mean that's just not gonna work. But you know yeah. what I mean? Like this division there's a different winner every damn year. Cowboys always have a squad, but they never put it together. But the way that I see Zeke, bro, he lost all those weight all the weight and Got back in shape, but their offensive line's already hurt, man. They got Collins already got a neck injury. He's gonna play. The center's hurt. Zach Martin, yep. And the guard has got COVID, so it's like it's the same thing over again. You know what I mean? Zach got the ten and nine is, so we'll see what happens. I think if Dallas stays healthy, they'll win. But I'm going for the Redskins. 
All right, I think we're two to one Cowboys, Sean. How about them Cowboys? All right, so two Cowboys and one football team. Uh, let's go to the final division of the night, the AFC East. So this is a division where it might have one of those surprise teams that, you know, uh, may sneak into the Super Bowl even. You have the Buffalo Bills at a plus 1,000, their third, uh, to go to the Super Bowl. But as far as the division's concerned, they are a minus 160, uh, plus 350 for the Miami Dolphins. The Patriots are the same at a uh, plus 350. And then the New York Football Jets at a plus 2,500. So what do you guys think about this division? Um, Is it going to be that easy for the Buffalo Bills? Is Miami going to make some noise? Is Bill Belichick going to make some noise with that rookie quarterback? Uh, What do you guys say about the East? I don't think it's going to be easy, but I do love me some Bills Mafia. Uh, I definitely have them winning this division. I have them going pretty damn far. I can see them getting to the AFC Championship pretty easily with how strong this team is. I think they have one of the best pure football players in their quarterback. I mean, he runs when he needs to. He's a one of the best probably passers in the league, Stephon Diggs. We know how good he is. Uh, Miami, I think they got better. Another year of experience for Tua, but I still don't see Tua as a quarterback that can get them there. I mean, put aside, you know, his obviously off-the-field issues. Might as well go get Deshaun Watson, which the owner wants to do. I mean, he's a quarterback. I think that could actually probably get you over the hump. I don't know about Tua. Uh, New England with the rookie quarterback, you still got, you know, the wizard Belichick. So, I mean, they'll push him a little bit. I think the Jets are going to be a little bit, you know, better, super young team with Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore, uh, Michael Carter at defense. But, you know, while everyone's getting better, I still think the bills are definitely the premier team. Yeah. I think the bills are, you know, the most, um, overall talented team defensive and offense wise, they can get themselves like a more stable running game. Even though they got Singletary and they got Moss, but they just don't have that premier mm-hmm. runner when they need to kill the clock. They, then they get a bit to the quarterback because he's big, and then that's when you start worrying about in, injuries, right? I think Miami's a well-coached team. That's the reason why they win so many games because they don't got a lot of talent, but they they're coached well. So I mm-hmm. think they're good. I think you know the Jets are obviously rebuilding. I think Salah's going to be too good there, but it's going to take them three or four years. And you know the Patriots. I got. I don't like the Patriots, but I, I'm biased to the Patriots because of my boys. Uh, yeah. Son. They <laughs> oh, got yeah. Two, look what happened. The guy on the one spent spent a bunch of money on tight ends, and look who's gonna start. Because ain't none of these guys even made it this season, and that boy's starting ball out um, ball out there. So this is first off season, so I think he's he's picked up a lot. You know, Hunter Henry, he's not gonna make it through the season. Smith, I mean, I think he's a little bit overrated for what they paid him, but whatever. Um, but I think it's gonna be. Buffalo, Miami, New England, uh, New York. I mean, with like Miami being a Raider fan and seeing all those games where the Raiders have to go down to Miami, no matter what time of the year, it's just like something clicks when they were good in the early 2000s, when they were bad for most of the other years, you know, that that I've been a fan of the Raiders. Every time they go down there, something clicks. They just like, what the hell happened? Something is in the water down there. The humidity, you know, these guys just can't keep up with it. Like, doesn't Tom Brady have a bunch of losses down in Miami, not only being the division? So if the Miami Dolphins have pieces in place to win, just the home field advantage with fans there now, I can see them making noise in the division. This, what I just said over the past 60 seconds is all for nothing because I'm taking the bills. But but they're going to make some noise. I think they're going to be within two games 
uh, of the Buffalo Bills. They're gonna they're gonna keep it you know they're gonna keep it uh, close until the very end. But I, I think I'm gonna make it a trifecta, a sweep across the board when taking the Buffalo Bills. So Russell. Let's get your final take on the uh, season. So overall, let's get your two your conference winners. Like like maybe pick the the matchup in the conference championships, and then your matchup and winner in the Super Bowl. So this is just, of course, this is obviously going to change in like a month. But let's just you know, going into week one tomorrow, Thursday night football. Let's get it. Let's get your two uh, your four conference teams and your champion. Oh, uh, let's go here. Uh, it's gonna be the Bucks and the Niners. Not just because I'm an honor fan, but I think they're the second best team, in, you know, in the NFC. And in the AFC, let's go Kansas City and Buffalo. And I think it's going to be Buffalo and the Niners, and I hope the Niners win the Super Bowl. Oh, all right. I, like I can't that. wait. I can't wait to watch that uh, NFC Championship game. And they're like, "Oh my God, look at Tom Brady. He was like, he grew up a Niner fan, so now he's like playing a Niner." Storyline. I can't wait. Jesus. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> All right, Sean. Uh, AFC will go with the Bills and the Chiefs, and I also have the Bills in the Super Bowl. And huh, I think the NFC is going to be the Niners and Bucks. And I mean, I I can't copy Russ, but I guess I have I mean, to. I'm going to go with the Niners oh, and the Bills. I All mean, right, it, a- it really it seems like I took the easy way out, but I think the way we've been talking, I I, I think those are the two teams this year. All right, I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to throw a wrench in there. I always pick like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this, this, and this. No, no, no. I'm going to throw a wrench in there. I'm just going to go solely based off of the off season and just how pissed off everyone was at this guy, but he's going to come back with a friggin' vengeance. Rogers. I think it's going to be the Packers, and let's go Packers and Buccaneers in the NFC Championship, and then I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills and the uh, Tennessee Titans in the AFC Championship – and Derrick Henry is going to steamroll into the Super Bowl against Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers. And Aaron Rodgers is going to hoist his second Lombardi Trophy, number five, for the franchise of the Green Bay Packers, like tying, tying a bunch of other franchises. And so there you have one of these today. Huh? Yeah, I know, right? Um, but I don't know. I just like the stories and, you know, just kind of mix it up. You know, like I could have, I, I don't know. So Aaron right here. Uh, Niners versus Bucks, Chiefs versus Ravens. Ravens lose to the Bucks in the Super Bowl. I think that's kind of based off of his Ooh, thinking man. that Lamar Jackson's going to win the MVP. So, uh, so I mean, so good luck to everyone betting this weekend. Good, you know, obviously, it's a much happier household when everyone's winning money against Vegas. But um, Russell, you got anything on college football? Did you watch any college football? I know you're the, the weekends are busy. You know, we got you know, new job and and. And a family and stuff. Were you able to watch the first week of college? What did I watch? I watched the um, Jackson State game. Um, it's only Jackson because I wanted to see I wanted to see Deion's son play quarterback. Mm-hmm. Oh, then, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you do? Yeah, all right. It was it was raining, but his son that plays safety that came from South Carolina, he was laying folds out. They won, but um. Yeah, I watched that. What else did I watch? I watched the Clemson game. I was kind of disappointed in that Clemson's quarterback because he looked like he was lost, even though he played really well last year. Yeah. Um, but I think Georgia's, Georgia's defense is just disgusting. dogs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is there any reason why you wouldn't say that Alabama's at least not – at least in the national championship? Dude, I mean, they're it's still like, the best team, bro. 
the quarterback from uh, same from old Day song and dance. Man, bro. He's a true freshman, but he's way far. Yeah, he hasn't I mean, even showed him that he could run the ball yet. That's that's the yeah. interesting part. Yeah. I mean, I always I always talk about like when you start the NBA season, I always talk crap because I like, oh yeah, there's like like day one, there's like literally five teams that are going to win the NBA championship. Literally after this week, I can already put Alabama and Georgia as the two SEC teams. <laughs> in, you know, I don't care if they meet in the SEC championship, both of them are going to the playoffs. You know, so just pick pick your two others and let's put those two teams in the national championship right now. But um, yeah, some of those other teams, uh, Notre Dame squeak went out. Against uh, FSU, bro. Come on. Uh, I'm a Florida State diehard, bro, but we're nowhere. We have no business in that game. That's the team they used to be. Yeah. Mm. My 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 Trojans took care of the Spartans, uh, Sparty Spartan of uh, San Jose State. Uh, it was close, actually. Like start of the fourth quarter, they're only up it by like, was. like eight points or nine points, but, and then they got like a pick six and a few other touchdowns. Don't get it twisted, bro. San Jose State's program has been really good the last two years. No, I. I completely agree with you. Completely agree with Their you. Their quarterback is actually throwing for the most yards through. I think they've actually played two games so far. He's at like almost 800 yards already in two games. I mean, he's wow. and some the, numbers, the best man. Quarterback in the, the best quarterback out right now, the old Miss quarterback. I love me some SEC football. Corral or something. What is his name? Mm-hmm. Mike Corral. That guy is destroying people. Even like the second half of last year. You got Lane Kiffin out there. He's just, just throwing. Oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yep. So who do we got this Bro. week? We have, let's see, Oregon and Ohio State. That's, that's going to be pretty game. good. That, but that's at the at the horseshoe. So who knows there? Um, I, I, I hate it. Like, you know, number 13, Florida down in South Florida. You know, it's like, come on. Play, you don't have to play these. Boob- Look at that. Number two, Georgia against University of Alabama, Birmingham. You know, come on, it's, man. It's the bye week for all the big teams this week. I hate it. But the bye week sometimes seem yeah, like, well, yeah, Iowa and Iowa State is, you know, number nine versus number 10, Iowa Iowa State. That's going to be I a good would, game. I was, I was going to win that game. Do you see who Alabama's facing? Mercer? No, but I see uh, I see Clemson's facing South Carolina uh, State. South Carolina is always solid. Uh, South Carolina State. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. Well, they need I'm, that after the way he played. He needs a little. Too yeah. Bad. Biggest yeah, game of the week, though. Iowa and Iowa State. You gotta love that I matchup. I was gonna win that. USC and Stanford already play, so USC at fourteen uh, come home uh, against Stanford. So that's basically the top twenty-five. Arizona State bumped in the top twenty-five. Uh, number twenty-one, Utah, also. So you have some Pac-12 teams coming into the. Uh, you know, hey, you know what? Hey, YouTube TV, come on now. Sean, do you know if that sports package or the you know the one with Red Zone actually has a Pac-12 uh, network? Like we're well, out here in California, and I couldn't watch the damn USC game. They, I, I get the ACC boo boo ass network, I get the Big Ten network, SEC, ESPNU, and I can't get the Pac-12 network. This Bro, is you have solar. You should have enough money to get regular cable. I, okay, you know what? <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. You know what? I've in, I'm thoroughly enjoying my YouTube TV, sharing it with two other people. And you got the new job. What are you doing? <laughs> I know. The new job. Oh, man. man. But there's there's plenty of games uh, plenty of games this weekend. Plenty of games in college and in pros. But um, you know what? Let's just real quick, real quick. Uh, what do you guys like in week one? Like, is there any matchups in week one in the NFL? Let's go really, really quick. Any uh, – Matchups that are, you know, jumping out to you, maybe even besides the Cowboys and Bucks. I think that's going to be a great game. Yeah, I see. The best um, game of the week. Probably. I mean, Cardinals, Titans. Cardinals going to go on the road and make some noise against Tennessee. I don't see that. Up. You know, the, uh, the the 49ers can get some help by having the Seahawks lose in Indianapolis as well. Be a good game, yeah. 
you know, uh, ooh, <clears throat> Browns in Kansas City. That might be a really good game. Packers yeah, at Saints. And then Raiders are at home yeah, Monday night against the Ravens. The I have the Raiders here. winning Monday night. Really? I have yeah, the Raiders, Raiders winning Monday here. night. Yes, I, I do. sure hope so. Sure hope so. You know, with Aaron and his uh, Lamar Jackson MVP pick, I hope that he's also picking the Raiders. And <laughs> maybe he starts week two and on, he's going to be the MVP. But uh, but anyways, uh, Russell uh, Takeshita, our ghetto Adam Schefter, the self-proclaimed ghetto Adam Schefter. Thank you so much, as always, for jumping on the podcast with us. Uh, we will get you back on towards the uh, final, uh, you know, week 17, week 18, as we roll into the playoffs to see how, how our picks did and what we think is going to, you know, transgress into the final couple weeks of the season. But, Russell, again, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Russ. Appreciate you, bro. This has been the this has been the Comic Boogies podcast. We're going to take a short break, but me and Sean are going to come back with some NASCAR talk and then roll into some comic books and entertainment. But stay tuned. This is the Comic Boogies podcast. Hey guys, it's Anthony here from Sutter and Telepass. And did you know this month we have a brand new sci-fi comic that's out on Kickstarter? That's right, this month we're bringing to you an exceptional action-packed sci-fi project for all you hardcore Star Trek, Stargate and Battlestar Galactica fans to sink your teeth into. Created by Scout Comics published comic book writer Ben Slaback is Exilium and spin-off miniseries Exilium Vanguard. Now, each issue is packed with non-stop action, relevant themes, and plenty of lasers to make your inner Captain Kirk proud. Pick up the latest issue of Exilium Season 2 and the first two issues of Exilium Vanguard by heading to exiliumcomic.com. That's exiliumcomic.com. E-X-I-L-I-U-M comic.com. And when you pledge your support, don't forget to share it with your friends. And now, on with this podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back live on YouTube and Twitch. Welcome back to the Comic Bookies podcast. Uh, my name is Mike, and I am with Sean. Thank you so much again for Russell coming on the show to talk NFL and a little bit of college football. Uh, like every week, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Uh, every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, go get your comic books from Alex. Great shop, great people, great environment, great community. We love the shop there. Um, follow us. Again, subscribe to the channels, Twitch, and YouTube. Follow us on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Email us, thecompagies at gmail.com. And yeah, I think that's pretty much, I think I pretty much covered it. All right, Sean, so let's get into a few more little tidbits of sports before we get into comics, books, and entertainment. So NASCAR, last week in Darlington, love the the track, Too Tough to Tame. Uh, definitely drivers getting, you know, earning their stripes. Uh, playoff drivers you know, hurting in the first stage with 300 motor uh, sports uh, cars and William Byron, Alex Bowman, Chase Elliott, all Chase having issues boy. in the first stage. Kyle Busch wrecking in the second stage. And, you know, what was hilarious is that he was fined $50,000 for not saying shit on live TV twice, but from rolling through those cones and recklessly driving into his garage. I mean, what do you think about that situation? I, I mean, for me, I liked it. Oh, I always like raw emotion. I mean, especially something like Kyle Busch. I, I've we've seen before how pissed off he gets when things happen. So the whole saying shit on live TV, I'm surprised he didn't say an F-bomb. I mean, I will say driving over cones. I mean, if no one's there, then hell, go ahead. You know, again, you're kind of expressing your emotions in a different way. So on, uh, I get the green light for that, bro. 
Yeah, I mean, they're less like tied up in NASCAR, I think, you know, it's like they have, you know, it, it seems like NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL players, you know, they're like, it's like they, you get a stern talking to, you know, when you used to go to like family outing, like family get togethers on holidays, <laughs> you know, like my dad would always take me and my brother out at the back of the car and he would like flick us both in the head and I'm like, ah, what the hell was that for? He's like, that's like preventative, like that's behave mm-hmm. or you won't get more. You know what I'm saying? That was like, what was that? Um. I forgot who it was. Was it uh, George Lopez? He goes, what'd you hit me for? He goes, don't do it. Exactly. I didn't do anything. That's 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 how you know. That's right. Don't do it. (laughs) So, I mean, so this weekend we are in Richmond, uh, another short track. And then we go to Bristol, I believe, next week to round out the playoffs. But like I was saying about Kyle Busch, of course he's pissed off. He's in the bottom four right now, and he's only got two more chances to have good showings to bump himself back up into the top 12 to propel himself into the next round. So – what say you, sir, about this upcoming weekend, which, by the way, I'm going to I'm prepared this week. I'm disappointed, but another Saturday night race. So I will not be able to sneak around at work and watch the race. And I won't be taping it to watch it on Sunday morning because now it's NFL season. So unfortunately, hopefully uh, Kyle Larson can give a good showing. But actually, I just got word uh, he, he's sitting on the pole this weekend, too. So he'll be starting the race from the pole position. So <laughs> what say yeah. you about this race this weekend in Richmond? Well, I guess, you know, for him, the right racer is pissed off, who has six career wins at Richmond and Kyle Busch. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, historically, he's pretty damn good. 31 races, six wins, 18 top fives, 24 top tens. I mean, chances are with them that he's going to have a pretty good showing. Uh, Logano, Mark's guy, he has two wins at Richmond. So another racer who... Average is really well there, has a couple wins. And even looking at Kyle, man, he's on the pole. He has a limited amount of races on this track, but he has a win, has a couple top fives. Mm-hmm. Alluding to what you said earlier, man, Chase, he obviously you know, had the, did not finish you know, the freaking wreck last week. So he needs to have a good showing this week. I'm sure he wants to you know get his confidence back up, get himself in a good position. He has a couple of top fives over there also. So I think you know he'll go out there on the short track and do well. Our races need to do good, you know, playoff season. We know what we need to do. We need to go out there and obviously win, get some good performances. I'm hoping Chase can do it. I definitely think it's going to be a big name. There's no doubt about that. Even Hamlin, he has a few wins over there. So, you know, between the big guns that are hot, your guy Larson, Kyle has a little chip on his shoulder. I, I can mm-hmm. see someone like that winning. I mean, it's this this stat, you know, to throw out there is crazy. Kyle Busch. He has 31 career races. He's averaging a better than a top seven finish in every race, dude. That's, like, that's crazy. That's crazy. He yeah. has no DNFs. So, you know, fingers crossed that he stays, you know, for him, it stays that way. But you're right. It's going to be a Joe Gibbs racing, a Penske. It's going to be a Hendrick Motorsports. And, you know, if you want to go back to just the last six races, there you go. Two wins by Truex. Two wins by Kyle Busch, a win by Keselowski, and a win by Alex Bowman. So the last six races have been dominated by these big-time, you know, <clears throat> manufacturers, these big-time teams. So, um, I don't want to say, I don't want to say people get out of the way. You know, people would definitely get out of the way for the final race when they had it at Homestead, Miami, and then you know, just this past year in, in at, at Phoenix. Mm-hmm. But I hope that they still race pretty hard. You know, they still want to win. They still want to win. Because they're they're actually interviewing Bubba Wallace. They were saying, like, I want 17th this year. So that's saying that the last 10 races of the year, Bubba Wallace is running 
harder, you know, as hard as he has run all, all season, he wants the first spot of the out of playoff positions. So, you know, kudos to him, kudos to everyone else who, you know, no other sport really that I can think of is like that, where you're already eliminated from the playoffs, but you have like a quarter of your season still to go more than a quarter of your season to go and 10 more races. And you know that you have no chance of winning a championship. You're just trying to get, you know, wins for cash or for, for standings and stuff. Maybe you're uh, a driver that is on the cusp of losing his spot on a, on a team and you're trying to win a spot on another team, you know, Matt DiBenedetto, you know, it'd be nice for him to get something like a top five or even a win um, to close out the season. But yeah, I think that all of these racers are going to do well. Um, of course, for our guys, Joey Logano, Chase Elliott, and Kyle Larson, I hope nothing but the best for them. Um, but yeah, Kyle Larson in the past um, five races, of course, he missed last year's, um, you know, top 15 uh, finish. I think this round he has more than enough points to advance to the second to the next round. But you also need to have good finishes because if you're going to depend on just points to get to the final four. Just points is is only going to last you so long if you start finishing in the high teens and the 20s consistently at these races. So even though Kyle Larson is pretty much guaranteed a spot into the next round, I think he still needs a couple more top fives or top 10 finishes uh, closing the round of 16 out. So this should be an interesting race. Everyone go check it out at Richmond uh, this Saturday night. Um, Again, I'll be missing it again. That sucks, but (laughs) I mean – I mean, oh, you know what? Kyle Larson did ha- did have a DNF in the last five races, so bringing the average down to 15, you know. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, we'll see. Like s- specifically, the last what since 2000? Let's go 2016. You know, like uh, eight races, second place finished. He's got a first, a seventh, a seventh, a sixth, and then the DNF of a 37th place. You know, of course, brings him down. But of the last eight races, six of them are a top 15. You know, five of them are a top five. Or I mean, a top uh, 10. Pretty so, good. you know, I think he'll do okay. I think it's the, you know, the cream starts to rise, you know. So we'll see those guys up in the top 10, top 15. Even if guys fail inspections and start from the back, they're going to end up in the top 10 by the end of the first stage anyways. So it'll be okay. Um, anything else? I think um, baseball, I mean – we have a couple weeks now to, to close out the season, um, but I kind of wanted to do uh, to get into because I think right after we recorded a few weeks ago, uh, your boy uh, Cristiano Ronaldo signed with my Red Devils, Manchester United. Ah, there what, it is. A crazy couple hours to where it was like, really, you're really going to sign with City? And then I go to sleep when I get home from work and then I wake up and then you guys are texting me off the hook like, what? He signed with man. You instead like. Like, you know, do you know the story? Like, what happened? Like, they just couldn't come to terms for Man City, and then all of a sudden they just swooped in and grabbed him instead, and, uh, you know, the other, the Red Devils instead of the Citizens or whatever? You know, I think it was some along those lines. I think Man U was always kind of in the hunt, but it was kind of like City kind of had first dibs, and they just really – you know, because remember, in soccer, you got to come to an agreement with the player, then come to an agreement with the team. And I don't know if it was the amount they were offering him specifically, the years – but man, you came through and I think ended up being under 30 million, maybe even under 25 million to purchase some. He got a two year deal and here he is, you know, back home, you know, with the Red Devils. And, you know, I, I you know, I almost feel bad for the lane guards, the younger players, the Rashfords, yeah. you know, those guys who, hey, you know, we're happy we get the legend. We're happy we get the guy we looked up to. But, you know, playing time, <laughs> I mean, any competitor, Still obviously, play. but. You know, he's still one of the premier players, definitely. But, 
hey, man, we're all happy for him. You know, he has a couple years left, so might as well go back to United and have his last couple years and see if he can bring them to a Premier League title and who knows, maybe a Champions League. Yeah, for those interested, you have this Saturday, you have Leicester City at home against Man City. um, And then at 7 a.m. on Saturday the 11th, uh, Manchester United is at home against Newcastle. I think he's going to play. I think I saw something he's going to play. He is going to play um, versus Newcastle. It's in his first yeah. game. Chelsea's yeah. at home against Aston Villa at 9.30. And also at 7, your Wolverhampton Wanderers are at Watford. Uh, for And then let me see. Uh, then Sunday at 8.30 a.m. So perfect timing. Sunday the 12th, 8.30 a.m., an hour and a half. Perfect timing right before NFL starts. Liverpool visits Leeds United. So we have uh, those games to look forward to. Um, but I think that's pretty much it for the sports let's shift on over to the other half of this podcast the comic books and entertainment uh side of the uh, podcast so what we do every week for those of you just joining us for the first time thank you so much for downloading and subscribing we really appreciate the support you know shout us out send us a question or a comment on on you know, email or on you know like on our dms and stuff on social media we're always happy to you know connect with the fans and shout you out and everything so you know Thank you so much uh, for subscribing if you're, if you're a first-time listener. Uh, but over on the DC side, we have Detective Comics uh, 1042, Action Comics 1034, Wonder Woman 778. Oh, no, wait, hold on. This is not today. This is from the 25th. I, the, the wind, the non-wind in this garage pushed my damn paper. So let's start that over. Uh, DC, we have Batman 112, Batman Catwoman number seven, Nice House on the Lake number four, Infinite Frontier finishes, I believe, that six-issue miniseries with number six, and The Swamp Thing number seven. Marvel is giving us Amazing Spider-Man 73, Daredevil 34, X-Force 23, Excalibur 23, and Savage Avengers 24. Image has the Deadly Class uh, 48, The Me You Love in the Dark number two. Dark Horse, can't wait for this one. Maze Book number one, and then another uh, number one, Last Flight Out. And Boom Studios give us, gives us Mighty Morphin, number 11, and Eve ends its five-issue miniseries with number five, and rounding out AWA, Not All Robots, number two. So, Sean, um, the books that we just got last week, I didn't get a chance to get into yet. Yeah, so, same. Uh, I have, like, two weeks, like, the two previous weeks, so if you have anything that you want to comment on, um, I have them sitting in front of me right here. I can kind of, like go through a few of them and we can kind of give our review on them. Um, you know, kind of giving recommendations for fans and also, uh, opening the floor to them to give us, you know, some recommendations to things that we also, because of course with the sponsorship, uh, which is very, very generous from treasure Island, uh, comics, we are able to get more comic books than what we usually would get. And, um, that's, opened up our minds and broadened our horizons with different, you know, publishers and stuff. And we really, really appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll start, um, that top cow that I was uh, talking to you guys about that, that St. Mercy, pretty cool. Like a Tarantino going back and forth to like straight up, like back in the day, thousands of years, the Incan times. And then of course back to, you know, the Western times, like in, in 1800 and it just follows two girls, one who's mm-hmm. being raised in like the 1800s in like old Western times. And then one girl who's about to sacrifice herself, like straight up, like, uh, what was that one? Uh, apocalypto, you yes. know, like a sacrifice, you know, you cut out all the things and you let her head, the heads are rolling down the, as you know, the, the pyramids and stuff. So they're getting ready to sacrifice themselves. 
and then the girl who's protecting her, you know, sacred family's gold, you know, is, you know, she gets robbed and everything. I think it's connected because all of a sudden the girl gets saved by some like demon, uh, the girl who's about to get sacrificed. And it, it's, it's, it was a crazy first issue. I don't know how many issues there are. I can look back at, um, at it like on previews and stuff, but that was pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I think just last week's issues were kind of average. Uh, Thor was pretty good. You know, it was one Thor of those was ones pretty where good. it was pretty good. It was one that was like, okay, it's better than like the four and a half uh, minute, like just nothing. But it wasn't what I what we were reading in the first Donny Cates uh, story arc, you know. And I'm wondering, like, is Donny Cates going to kind of dial it back on Thor? Because as you as everyone saw in previews this past week, we're getting a new uh, Hulk series from Donny Cates. So it's like, are you going to put more attention on that one or, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, so if I see the quality of of, of books continuing to de- to decrease Thor number 16, uh, you might not see, me go, you know, pulling past 18. Yeah, I agree with you, bro. I read it and like there just really wasn't much to it you know it's just like they were kind of just filling it in a little bit like i don't it, know i it, it has i mean when he's trying to like you know hey let me get four hot dogs you know yeah just, just kind of living like, a new york lifestyle like come it's on like, like really and, and like cool like I, I wish they would get really get into this whole like dream that he's having with thanos and he takes monier and bro. he's got infinity stones kind of like that would be a dope story but like is it just a dream and how long is it going to take for that to actually like come to fruition and then i'm thinking like my negative wheels are turning like oh cool they're gonna make it that story but it's gonna be a huge marvel event to where you have to get like 60 other side story books and then i'm gonna be done and then i'm done you know if they made that just specifically on thor and that's why i thought like being like hold on is this like something that's happening or is it of course next page it's a freaking dream i'm just like oh what if basically i'm with you on that actually you know i've been following thor the whole time getting it and I'm giving it a couple more and some kind of needs to happen. Yeah. It's just like slow. Even like at the end, you know, there's like With that the big old monster that gets his head yeah. sliced off. But it's kind of like. Yeah. Okay. But then the mom shows up with like the sister and it's like, okay, it kind of keeps you guessing like what's going to happen. So you know what? I think Marvel, I think these uh, other publishers, they know what's going on when we, you know, have those type of feelings. They know that, you know what? Reading back, to, you know, on these, we need to have something that if people are losing their grip on these stories and they're like kind of getting uninterested, let's put a few aspects in there. Let's put actually, Aspect. let's actually show Thanos with Mjolnir and with the Infinity Stones. Let's show at the very last page, like, oh dang, what's up, Freya? Like, what's up, Mom? And then there's here, mm-hmm. sister. Like, what's gonna happen? And then instead of dropping it, you get set number seventeen next month. You know, That's so true. I mean, uh, continuing. Oh my God. Uh, it even says at the top of the header, nominated for four 2021 Eisner Awards, including Best New Series. Bro, Deten- uh, Department of Truth, dude, total mind truth? blow. Like in, in like number 12, total like just story flips upside down on top of itself, rolling over and over and over down hills. Like it sets up for like, oh my God, this could go on for numerous more issues. Um, you know, it's 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 a great story great that's all i can say tinian is is killing it right now with batman with nice house on the lake with you know he even wrote wind i didn't pull wind but that first Mm -hmm. issue kind of was like you know what this could be a pretty good story like everything he's writing is just solid you know solid 
So we definitely missed on not getting that one, didn't we? Yeah, for sure, dude. Like, I'm actually surprised. Like, you know how you guys were talking last week how uh, something is killing the children, number one. If it's graded this much, you know, it's worth this much. I, I'm surprised you haven't been hearing anything on Department of Truth. Like, especially if it's up for some awards and it may win back Best New Series, you know. I, I got a certain someone I'll be talking to and bringing this book up and see what the value is, see what the scoop on the street is, definitely. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Strange Academy. I was just going to bring that up to you. I do like it. It's just fun. You know, it's one where it's like I I, I don't see myself ever really feeling the need to drop it because it's, you know, it's not the worst, but it's not the it's it's not the best. Of course, it's not nowhere near Department of Truth or Batman or whatever else I'm reading, but it's not bad enough for me to drop it. You know, it's fun. Like if I was if I were 15 years younger, just getting into comic books and I'm like a, you know, a, a teenager or whatever in high school or just after I'd, I'd like this a little bit more, you know, it's definitely for a younger reader. I enjoy and it. I know we've had the, obviously the Dr. Strange sightings throughout the book. And then there's uh Kelvin who gets like, kind of like taken over by almost like a freaking venom type freaking like, uh, what's his Mr. Name? Mr. Misery uh, or Mr. Yeah. Yeah. Misery. Exactly. So like something like that, like, is that some you're at all familiar in the comic book, or is this mm, kind of like all new? Not Mister Misery. I, I think I think he's an uh, a character, you yeah. know. But I don't think I've ever seen. That. I mean, it's crazy too. It was just a jacket, you know. That's all like it was. His baggy jacket that you were seeing him wear for the last like <laughs> yeah. ten or eleven issues is like actually like some demon that's been you know kept you know like underground by Doctor Strange. It was pretty weird to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark Blood was definitely better. Than the first issue, definitely like that. I like um, Dark Blood a little bit. I like uh, the aspect of it. You know, you see him being dad, but at the end, you know, he gets this injection by some random guy who's trying to help. And I was like, okay, this guy might not be who we think he is. This is like got some Captain America, like super soldier, Bro, you know, like written all right? over it, like like the African American. I forgot his name from the TV show. How he was the old, like he was. Uh, what was his name in the show? You know what I'm talking about? The guy who he also got the serum, but then like cast him off to the side. Oh, and they, yeah, 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 and yeah, 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 yeah. Prison, you know, mm-hmm. and it was a whole, and because he was black and everything, but the white guy, Captain America, got, you know, uplifted to this whole, yes. like, you know, on this pedestal. It kind of feels like that to where, you know what I'm saying? So, um, the, actually, the main reason why I liked Batman Reptilian uh, was actually because I tweeted about the variant cover and we're getting like, you know, 50, 60 likes. Uh, thank you, Liam Sharp the main uh artist on this uh series yeah, he started following yes. us on twitter so you know a little uh you know a little sh- shout out to ourselves right there um this one's pretty good this huge one uh superman versus lobo it's just a three issue miniseries you know dc uh, black label you know just fun and then of course detective and, and action comics you know something that me and mark usually uh talk about but you know uh i i, I might actually just wait um and then going back to the previous week, um, you are correct. Like Moon Knight uh, was uh, actually no. You guys said you were like kind of eh about Moon Knight. Moon Knight actually was kind of like Thor, to where it was like not horrible. To where I t- I think I told you guys that I would pull like the first arc, like the first yeah. six issues, and then if it like didn't really like leave me wanting more, then I would drop it. But yeah, it's okay. It's okay. How did you like Undiscovered Country? undiscovered country when how far back was that that was a lot oh you didn't get last week i'm sorry that's the only book from last week that i did read oh yes i did see it i just opened up the pack but i did not read it yet so that'd be the only book from last week week. okay yeah yeah uh i did read a sinister war you're not getting it right 
I did not read it. How'd you like that one? Uh, you know, you're not missing out too much, bro. I mean, pretty much there's something inside the head of like every villain that Spider-Man's ever had. Like literally every villain, like a centipede oh. type of thing that will like kill him. And pretty much, I guess, whoever kills Spider-Man is going to survive it. I read this issue in like five minutes, six minutes. Oh, no, really? I don't know, bro. It's like the past two series, like, or the past two issues have kind of just been really just bland, kind of the villains turning on each other. Some of them are now trying to help Spider-Man. Man, uh, man uh, the first issue is Mysterio, who kidnaps Mary Jane. So I was like, okay, so that's, you know, maybe the you know, premise of the story. And now it's mm-hmm. pretty much every villain just chasing Spider-Man throughout the city, just trying to kick his ass. I, I mean, as simple as what it yeah. is, like every time you turn a page, it's a different injury, a different villain fighting them. So it's like, I don't know. It's really repetitive right now. I'm not sure how I'm liking it. I'm going to get obviously one more issue, mm-hmm. but that, is it, but, but, but Sinister War, is that only going to be like a four or six issue miniseries? Uh, hopefully. I mean, hopefully, okay. I think it, I think it is a miniseries. Obviously, I mean, keep it, but just I guess in terms of how I'm liking it, like mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's definitely a lot different than what I expected. I think Flash took a turn backwards. The most recent Flash of him just trying to save Mick <laughs> Rory, uh, and yeah. then and then uh, what's her name, Waller, kind of recruiting him at the end of the issue. I that think was it probably was the best part, but like, yeah, yeah like because he's, he's sick, obviously. So, but it's just yeah. kind of like that was such a just like bland, like I'm gonna do bad, screw it, because I'm sick and I'm dying, and then you know, yeah. freaking Flash just talks them out of it, and <laughs> it seems like a know. short arc at least. So hopefully they get them to something brand new the next issue. You know, yeah. like I don't know if an annual is coming up or whatnot, but uh, two of the series that uh, I don't know if you or Mark or anybody else, you're definitely missing out. Oh, I just dropped one. Um, Batman Catwoman. Yes. It's freaking amazing from Tom King and Noctera from Scott Snyder. I know and, you've been loving that. And, and, and Image Comics. I really can't tell what I like more, Department of Truth or Noctera. That last issue of the arc, um, number six, blew my mind. Told, really, really cool. And I think they're actually taking a break to where like number seven doesn't come out until like November or something. I forgot. But yeah. It's really, really good story. Um, yeah, Mark was right that um, Batman Secret Files, the Clown Hunter. It was nice to see Bow again, and some of these smaller ones, these mm-hmm. AWAs, Marjorie Finnegan, Temporal Criminal. Dude, just like read like an issue of that. It kind of feels like a you know like a Punisher Max where it's definitely it's Ooh. Garth Ennis. Right you know, like some of like, like the, you know, it's but it's a woman. So it's like her being hella raunchy, like something out of like Bad Moms. You know, their filthy mouth and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and uh, Satan himself is in the series. It's just totally wacky, but it's really, really cool. And, of course, in the world of the Resistance uh, moths, this series is pretty cool, too. I actually just pulled another freaking series in this Resistance world. It's called Knighted. I just pulled it from uh, previews. So, yeah. Only, so like I wouldn't expect anything less, Michael. Yeah. So and then going forward over the next couple of weeks, what are you excited for? Just really quick. Uh, either, either the books that you still have not read that you uh, currently have, and then this week of new books. Well, the book that I have not read and actually is from, I don't know if it's last week or two weeks ago, but it's, I think I only have two books left. It is actually King Spawn number one. Oh, okay. I, I did get it, and it's week, funny so, yeah. because it is the last time the last time an ongoing Spawn series launched was back in 1992. 
So it's been just oh, under 20 years that they've had a series on Spawn. And I've always liked Spawn. Like, not that, I, you know, he's a super, super big character or something, but I did pick that up. So I'm very, very excited to read that. And this week, it's funny, you also brought up Maze Book because it, you know, I go on my website and it instantly caught my attention, the cover of it. I'm like, okay, that looks pretty badass. I'm definitely going to get that. Like, as soon as I saw it in previews, though, I was like, okay, first of all, Jeff Lemire, I try to pull everything Jeff Lemire because that's, yeah. um, cause that's uh, Black Hammer, you mm-hmm. know, because I, I love that whole uh, universe. I stopped reading it only because our buddy Forrest, who we're seeing in a couple weeks in Las Vegas, yes. he let me borrow all 10 volumes of the Garth Ennis Punisher Max, which I'm like two issues away from finishing the 10th and final volume. Like, I'm going to be done by the time we go out there. And so I actually get to give him all those books back. Um, but I'm ex- you know yeah but go ahead and continue because i was actually gonna talk about that too oh no no no. and uh i know the big one i'm actually excited for i mean i guess it is looking ahead it's the joker number seven next week Mm -hmm. i've been enjoying Mm -hmm. the joker so so much i definitely love the cover where he looks like he's uh, the pilot of a plane so man super badass artwork's good story's been good so far i have always said that this story definitely makes me feel sometimes like should this be a jim gordon story or a joker story but yeah yeah exactly um the ones i got from last week um wonder girl is feeling like it's uh undiscovered country to where i'm getting it on the first of the month and then the next month i'm getting it on the 30th like i don't i don't really quite remember what happened in the first two issues uh and now i have to read number three um i'm getting this one right here it definitely has some the americans vibe to it it's called almost american when you Uh, sent that to me before you even said the americans i'm like dude that hell reminds me of the americans yeah so inspired by the true story of husband and wife russian spies who typically wouldn't live long enough to tell such a tale I mean, that's if that's not either Black Widow or the Americans, I don't know what is. And, of course, I think the sixth and final issue of the first arc of Geiger came out last week. Mm -hmm. Thoroughly excited about that one. And um, yeah, two straight weeks of Infinite Frontier. I still have to read number five from last week and then number six comes out this week. Uh, As far as this week's concerned, what am I excited for? Uh, Probably Nice House on the Lake, Batman and Batman Catwoman. And of course, and of course, May's book. Maybe Those are probably the top so four good, I'm excited man. for this week. So um, that is all for the comic book talk. Please, like we say every single week, um, let us know if you agreed or disagreed with our reviews of the books that we're reading and send us some reviews. Uh, I mean, some books that we should be reading. Actually, uh, if I uh, am remembering correctly, I'm supposed to um, give a shout out. Just give me one second. Of course, take all the seconds you want. And while you are taking that one second, I'm definitely uh, actually looking at Black Manta number one that's coming out this week also. So some I think that we should definitely uh, keep an eye on. I know we have uh, in the works Aquaman number two coming out whenever that's going to be already filming. But Black Manta number one got a little mini series coming up. So, yeah. Well, I mean, right. I mean, right here, I was uh, approached by someone uh, whose name is John Paul DeShong. He actually has a book coming out on um, Kickstarter. He wanted me mm-hmm. to give a little shout out, you know, um, it's called My Deadly Beloved. Now on Kickstarter, the prequel 
to the critically acclaimed graphic novel series Sons of Fate. So that just screams at me like, oh, crap, now I got to get Sons of Fate. So, go, you know, but that kind of goes into all of the Kickstarter projects. You know, we've known plenty of people and we've interviewed a few people who've had projects on Kickstarter. So something along those lines, definitely worth a look. Um, you know, I, I, I just like supporting them, too. You know, it's, definitely. It, it's you know, because some of the people like like, um, you know, Jack Mulqueen, he was fully funded in like a day, you know, and then the other people, they either don't get funded or they like get funded at, like the very last minute, you know, like a, the last minute push, you know, so. Um, but definitely. And then there's another one who actually emailed us from the Soda and Telepaths. Um, uh, sorry, their publisher. There is another one that they gave to us and it is called what is it called? What is it called? I think it's called Elixium. So that book mm. is also he also gave us like a, a a little commercial too. So earlier in this episode, uh, if I can actually kind of find that uh, clip, you'll be hearing. <laughs> uh, I hope you like that little clip of what uh, you know they're offering as well. So I mean, love supporting all the small time publishers uh, up from DC all the way down the to small people guys. who are just starting out. I mean, Jack Mulqueen, he was a an entrepreneur. And he's like, you know what? Let's make a comic book. So. Definitely uh, into that. And so let's get into some little bit of news before we head out for the week, Sean. What do yes, you have in guy. news? You got anything, bud? I do, my guy. Uh, Keanu Reeves, of course, coming back for The Matrix 4. And the trailer will be coming out this Thursday. So nice. so- yeah, I saw some first like images or whatever that they released, uh, which is looks pretty cool. Uh, not too big and obviously the whole Rotten Tomatoes type of thing. I actually think... If I see something's good on Rotten Tomatoes, I'll take that. You're like, okay, you know, it might be good. If it's bad, I never really take it, grain of soul. But I'm hearing Shang-Chi was freaking badass. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, the, it, kind of going into our first piece of news, um, they break a – I mean, I guess it wasn't like a, a big number to break, but they broke like a Labor Day weekend uh, – opening weekend record of like just over 70 mil, $71 million dollars. At the box office, which is really good. Uh, it's only second to Black Widow as far as opening weekends is concerned at the box office during the pandemic. And it uh, totally kills. 2007's Halloween was the movie that actually held the Labor Day week uh, opening weekend during Labor Day as far as box office numbers. And that was just over $30 million. So it had more than double the amount of money. And that's really cool, you know. People are finally starting, you know, what? like, you know, all, every single person who was like, you know what? Nah, I'm not getting on streaming. I don't want to get it on streaming. And finally, a movie comes out of this magnitude just to theaters. Seems like a lot of people jumped all over it, dude. Yeah, bro. I've heard, like I said, so many people watching it. And I know people watch Black Widow. You know, that was the last like, Avengers movie to come out. But ever since this Shang-Chi came out, man, like, I don't know. It's been like a whole nother level of people just jumping on it and. No, I'm very excited to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. I'm sure, you know, both of us are going to watch it at some point. So definitely something to watch. Yeah, definitely. Um, Venom, uh, (laughs) you know, the the Carnage movie, it's just been all over. They have the fifth date change. You know, they delayed it, delayed it, delayed it. And it was like, you know, um, October 8th, I believe. Now, actually some good news. Now it's going to come out a week before. So October 1st. 2021 is the brand new uh venom movie you know is it like into carnage or here comes carnage what was it called again like venom something Uh, something carnage i forgot what it was but uh, yeah uh woody harrelson is playing carnage so enjoy that movie and um finally as far as i'm concerned um 
I never watched the show. Uh, my brother watched the show, um, uh, The Wire, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, wow. He was also on the – oh, crap. It was just on uh, Lovecraft Country. That's what it was. He was just in the show on HBO, Lovecraft Country. But Michael K. Williams, he dies of a drug overdose uh, as far as we know now oh. at 54 years old. Um, it, it's just – it sucks. You know, you never like to hear that, bro. You never like to hear that. And I've seen him play so many roles in different movies, actually, whether he was like the secondary character or kind of like a yeah, just a character throughout the movie. And, bro, I've always liked him like a lot as an actor. And yeah. it's funny you bring up The Wire because actually IMDb that show just to see like, oh, let me see the rating on it. Bro, it's like a 9.3, 9.5 out of 10. And yeah, it's one of the like the best. It's like one of the top five or top 10 HBO pay, shows, uh, pay channel shows of all time. Like as far as ratings and and views and everything, so yeah, yeah, my brother wasn't lying. So somewhere down the line, when I get some time, you know, in 16 years, when my, both my kids move out the house and I have some actual time to, you know, watch my shows, I'll get into that. But I mean, it's crazy because we hear that news like a couple of days after we hear. I forgot his name. His name escapes me, but he's a comedian, and he, uh, him, and like three or four other people died of a cocaine overdose, but it was laced with fentanyl. And one of the people who died was Darius Rucker's like ex-girlfriend or ex-fiance. Really? So like, like crazy. Like at the time, my wife's like, oh, yeah, it was his, it's his girlfriend. I was like, dang, girlfriend, really? And then she later told me that, oh, I think they were broken. I think they were recently uh, separated or whatever. But yeah, a lot of people um, – I mean it's easy to say don't do drugs. Well, don't do drugs. You know, It's easy to say that, but we have no idea what people are going through. Um, addiction is one hell of a thing that I, for one thing – have you know I, I don't battle with it i know people who who do or who mm-hmm. had and who are no longer with us you know so um i definitely empathize you know empathize for for that but it's just uh, horrible news to hear um he, i think he was an up-and-coming comedian it, you know I, I thought the name rang a bell um you know like, like i saw him on something you know um but yeah just sad sad news uh all around over the past like five to six seven days but um yeah, not to end the podcast on that. Sorry, Sean, but, you know. Well, I definitely could end it, you know, with uh, a one last piece of news, which I know Mark brought up and I seen at the same time. We're going to have uh, the Rocketeer coming oh, back. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, nice. you know, I mean, I guess there's uh, something to look forward to. But, yeah, you know, all jokes aside, definitely condolences to the family. The addiction is real. It's a sad thing. You know, you just hope for the best. We don't know what people are going through, and it yeah. sucks, man. Definitely lost a good one for sure. Yeah, and, you know, just people know. Just do what you can for the person, you know. Be there to support them, you know. 100%. You know, just try to get them the help that they need. And, um, you know, if it doesn't work out, then at least you could lay your head on the pillow saying that you did what you all, you know, all you can do, you know. So, um, but that's the comic books and entertainment side of the podcast. We already heard Russell come on and talk the NFL season. We're super, super excited. Uh, good luck to all the betters out there. Good luck to all the teams in the NFL and in college. Good luck, Sean, to you and all of our other eight comrades in the league of mediocre douchebags, fantasy football league for this 2021 season. Uh, but yeah, bro, take us away for episode 124. Episode 124, uh, my brother and I, Mike and myself, we obviously had Russ, uh, helping us out as always for our NFL preview show, a very special episode as we always have every year. You know, it's a holiday tomorrow, I think, for most Americans. NFL season is back, so your Thursdays, Sundays, 
and Mondays will be pretty effed for like the next three to four months. Sorry to all <laughs> the wise out there. Don't make any plans. But, you know, all jokes aside, a fun podcast. Thanks for all the listeners, all the engaging. Uh, Mark, I know you couldn't be here this week, but we look forward to having you again next week. As always, our brother. And, yeah, you know, hopefully we had some stamps in the passport. I'm sure Mike will be able to check that for us. And, again, just fans keep checking us out, engaging with us. As Mike said earlier, we will be going back uh, week to week instead of bi-weekly. And episode 125, check us out next week. Can't wait, guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 124 has been uh, stupendous, just like the other 123 episodes. But yes, Sean, I am happy to announce that we have another country to stamp into the comic bookie passport from South America. Just south of Brazil is Uruguay, the uh, champions of the first two World Cups, I believe. Uruguay. Very nice, Mike. Yes. <laughs> right. So uh, thank you so much to the uh, people who downloaded us from Uruguay. You will not be, uh, you know, sorry. You might be. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> Depending on it, it's a week to week thing here on the Comic Boogies podcast. But uh, but like we always say, we're brought to you by Treasure Island, Co- Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Uh, follow us on all social media. Email us. Uh, text us. Actually, no, we're never going to give our numbers to you. Sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, next week we're, we're going to be on Tuesday. So not Wednesday, but Tuesday, and then people will be able to listen to the episode on Wednesday. So every other week, it's going to be Wednesdays and Tuesdays live. So, uh, you know, subscribe to the Twitch and YouTube channels, so that way it won't be hard for you to remember. You're just going to get a notification on your phone. Hey, the Comic Bookies podcast is live. But for Sean and for Mark, who will be here next week, this is Mike. This is the Comic Bookies podcast for 124, signing off. Enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics, and enjoy each other. Peace out. See you next week. Peace. And and let's do a Mark one. And always enjoy each other and enjoy week one of the NFL. (laughs) And place your bets with the coolest bookie in town. Good luck. The the comic bookies. (laughs) All right, everyone. Peace out. Have a great weekend. Peace.